Thanks for tuning in to SEC Fan Talk, the show by SEC fans, for SEC fans, and your source for all SEC news, stats, scores, and more. Want to be a guest host? Sign up today at secfantalk.com. And now for your hosts, Brandon Bird, Luke Alsop, and Brad Rush. Good evening, SEC fans. I'm Brandon Bird here today with only Brad Rush. Brad, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. Um, I guess Luke, uh, you know, if you can't stand heat, get out the kitchen kind of thing. He's upset about Florida not getting to be able to play, and he thought he just might take a little nap through this one. I tell you, the week five SEC schedule, uh, I'm sorry, week four this past weekend, uh, there was definitely people taking naps. Garantano. <laughs> Garantano, <laughs> Auburn. I mean, well, I called Auburn. That we know they've been uh, fake the whole time. Um, how about Arkansas showing up? That's good. SEC week four, also known as upset week uh, two. A lot of upsets, a lot of things that we did not anticipate on happening. Um, we're we're going to dive right into those. No really big news. A um, couple things. Moments after Tennessee losing to Kentucky, uh, Jeremy Pruitt uh, announces that he's going to fire the defensive line coach and take over his duties for the rest of the season couple other COVID-related news, but nothing nothing really major as I speak of right now. For more Tennessee news, uh, just tune in directly to the Tennessee Fan Talk available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Starting from the top of the list going down, we'll just go through last week's schedule and talk about these games a little bit. Auburn at South Carolina. We all three picked uh, South Carolina to win that game, and they did. Um, I think I had the closest prediction on that, 28-21. Of course, the game ended 30-22. and Nothing major to really talk about on that game. Brad, you got any stats pulled up on that? Uh, Bo Nix, 272 yards passing. Uh, Hill had 144 yards. Uh, Harris with 83 yards rushing. I mean, nothing spectacular. Um, just uh, Auburn doing what everybody thought Auburn was going to do, which is – you know, cracking under the pressure. They've got lucky with a couple calls with, by the refs this year. Um, but no, I mean, nothing really special. Not the most entertaining game I've ever seen. So, no, no nothing other than that. Hey, Auburn has definitely squeaked by enough times, especially in their win against Kentucky. Uh, South Carolina finally, finally taking one out, um, other than I think they won against Vanderbilt or something. Um, that don't count. So, it's, it's good. It's, it don't count. It's good to see them uh, take on a ranked team as of last week and um, and and take home a win. So that's very good for Muschamp and his South Carolina Gamecocks. The next one was the Kentucky Tennessee, something that we all three picked Tennessee to win. Uh, some of us just by field goals, some of us by a touchdown, and some really did not see this one turning out the way it did. It was basically a continuation from the second half of the Georgia game, only it started happening in the second quarter instead of the second half. And as the defense is spending more time on the field, more mistakes are happening. And, you know, they just get tired, and Kentucky took away with it. The stats were even. 
I mean, they were dead even throughout the game. Time of possession was close. Um, total offense was, it seems like it was within 30 yards. I said we just did the Tennessee Tennessee show yesterday. Um, I mean, it, it was a dead even game other than the 63 yards of uh, penalties and then three uh, interceptions. So more quarterback issues over at Tennessee. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt also said that the quarterback selection for this week's game will uh, will be a game-time decision. Yep, Garantano, Brad, 88 yards. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Garantano, 88 yards with two touchdown passes. I mean, two interceptions, excuse me. Um, just <laughs> just uh, I, I had a bad feeling after the Georgia game that, and I, being a Tennessee fan my entire life, I still think we're paying the sins off of Phil Fulmer for whatever he had to do to get the 1998 championship. I had a feeling at the end of the Georgia game, I, I've seen it too many times. We get a hot start on the season. And then the wheels just slowly start to start to fall off, and then we run into freaking Alabama, and then we get d- annihilated. Um, I have a bad feeling about it. That's my that's my Han Solo saying. I have a bad feeling about this. So it's the draft day with Kevin Costner without the turnaround, uh, gaining back all your draft picks from Philip Fulmer. He just he, he took the championship and said screw off. Yeah, I mean, it seems like we're just watching the movie uh, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Classic, if you've ever seen it. (laughs) Just the same thing on repeat over and over and over again. One thing that looks like it's starting to be a repeat over and over is our next game, Ole Miss at Arkansas. We all three pick Ole Miss. The week prior, the Rebels give Alabama fits. You know, of course, Alabama takes it away in the fourth. We never saw Arkansas beating Ole Miss. Nope. I mean, I, you, this is arguably the story of the SEC so far. I mean, Alabama's supposed to win, right? Georgia's supposed to be very dominant in the East, right? Arkansas's not supposed to do anything, and they're 2-2. Two and two. I mean, hey, I think that, the I, The SEC middle of the field is insane right now. You got the Alabama up there perched up top. You got Georgia perched up top by a game on the other side. Everyone else, despite the ones that ha- you know have missed a game due to COVID-related issues and then Vanderbilt down in the cellar, Everyone else is right dead in the middle. Twenty, you know, two and two. Everyone's five hundred. It's it's and we knew coming into this year, we said in the preseason, we knew coming into this year that with the strength of the schedule for all of these teams, there's gonna be some mix ups and and there's gonna be a, a lot of teams that are better than what their record shows because of what they're having to face week in and week out. No, that's true. Um I think it gives fire to some of the SEC haters out there that just says, oh, look how weak the SEC really is in the middle. I don't know if you can really play that. I just think it's that competitive that it's – I mean, it's two plays, you lose a ball game kind of thing. Two two turnovers, you lose a ball game. So I think it's pretty close whether it's competitive or not. I think it is. Some people would say it's not. But I'm arguably Arkansas is the best story maybe in college football right now. 20 straight SEC games without a win two and two in this season. I'm sure everybody down in uh in the Razorback land, wherever that is, is going to take that. Most definitely. Our postponed game was the LSU at Florida game. Uh supposed to pick that up December to the twelfth, I believe. Uh next one would be Texas A and M at Mississippi State. 
we did all three pick Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Uh, both of these teams have shown opposite sides of the spectrum depending on the week. Uh, Mississippi State more than Texas A&M. Uh, Mond and company looked really good against Mississippi State and, and pulled away with the win. Well, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I mean nothing really spectacular by Mond with 139 passing yards, but that'll get a job done against a Mike Leach defense any day of the week. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think the the Mark Leach offense is exotic, but when when these SEC teams have a a game or two of film to watch. They have the best coaches. They have the best athletes in the nation. They'll be able to coach up a scheme to stop that crazy offense that he runs down there in Mississippi State. That's right. All it takes is a little bit of time in in the tape room. Our next game was the Vanderbilt and Missouri game, uh, also postponed going into that early, mid-December to make that up, which puts us down to our CBS game of the week last week. Number three, Georgia. Uh, then number three Georgia at number two Alabama you know Georgia actually they looked great uh, in the first half uh, they were answering you know Alabama would would put one up and Georgia would answer and then and got ahead uh, several times in the game and then Nick Saban and company do what they do uh, you know trying to stop Waddle and trying to stop Najee Harris is a task that I don't think anyone's going to be able to do this year. No, I don't see it happening. I mean, Jones had a 417-yard uh, game, four TDs. That's pretty good. Um, I mean, it kind of was a rem- – I mean, I hate to use using this as an example, but it kind of reminisce of the Tennessee-Georgia uh, Tennessee game from the week before. Tennessee went in with the half with the lead, crapped the bet on the way out, didn't score a single point in the second half. Same thing happened to Georgia against Alabama, had the lead at halftime, came out, didn't score a single point. Um, I think that just shows the capability of Nick Saban to coach him up at halftime. Um, Georgia's still a really good football team. This will be a rematch for the uh, SEC championship. There's not a doubt in my mind. Stenson Bennett didn't look that bad, but he did throw three interceptions. You can't get by with hardly one turnover against Alabama, much less three in a ball game. So nothing unexpected. Um, it's just Alabama's crazy good again, and I'm getting sick and tired of it. <laughs> That is one thing I, I, I cannot believe we talked about the Ole Miss game and did not bring up the six interceptions by Arkansas. Insane, oh. absolutely insane. I'll t- I'll take the uh, that's my fault right there. So yeah, six interceptions by Corral. Oh, you hate to see it. Two hundred yards, six interceptions, two TDs. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a bad day in the office. That is one that is sitting on my playlist to go back and continue. I've watched it three or four times now to go back and watch the key plays. Uh, I would love to thank YouTube TV for adding that option in to just watch key plays. It's uh, exciting to see it, you know. And, and Kentucky has has gotten very well at it, you know. Three against Tennessee and. Uh, three or four the week before, uh, you know, so they've, they've, their defense is stepping up and, and paying attention and snagging some balls. Yeah. The, the, their defense ain't no dregs. You know what I'm saying? They're, uh, they're legit. They're probably the second best defense in the SEC behind Georgia, in my humble opinion, all the way around it. Now they're not going to beat Alabama. They're not going to beat the good schools because they don't have the offense, but their defense can keep them in any ball game. 
So now that we have gone through last week's, we ended up, um, as far as predictions, myself and Luke with both three apiece and Brad with just two correct mm, in that to see weird, weird season. The Bermuda Triangle, the SEC season. <laughs> also after last week, of course, Alabama stays at number two. Georgia drops down to number four. Notre Dame taking their spot up at three. <laughs> Texas A&M climbing up to seven from 11. Uh, Florida remaining at 10, even though they did not play. You can't drop if you can't lose, I guess. Guess what? <laughs> that completes the SEC in the top 25. <laughs> and Notre Dame's number three. Nothing unexpected. Uh, what's, what's unexpected is... Um, how bad everyone, you know, is off. Uh, so the 25th spot is owned by Coastal Carolina, 4-0 in the Sun Belt with 185 votes. The next best team is Memphis with 76 votes, Oklahoma with 74. We don't get down to a SEC team until Auburn at 48 votes. And uh, Tennessee holds the bottom of that list with 11. Mm, I guess uh, Philip Fulmer has 11 opportunities to put in fake ballots like they're going to have for this presidential election coming up. <laughs> week 8 of college football, uh, uh, which is the week 5 of the SEC, gets uh, a little easier to watch. You don't have to um, flop back between three and f uh, uh, three noon games and two late games, two mid games. It's going to be real easy. Four games. I haven't dove in deep enough to see if this is COVID-related. I believe it's not. I'm pretty sure that this is just um, when bye weeks are starting to happen. You know, they they got in their four games, and now they're going to start bye weeks. Um, uh, some of the teams I've looked and, and seen their schedule when they start laying out, and now is about time. So four games, eight, eight teams, and the noon game, on uh, SEC Network is unranked now Auburn at unranked Ole Miss. I don't even know what to expect with this game. You know what? What <laughs> is this just going to be a uh, clash of the offense? Is it? I I firmly believe it all lies on Corral and Nick or uh, Lane Kiffin to get their offense going. If their offense is humming, Auburn ain't stopping nothing against them um i i just i think it's a toss-up like you said it's gonna be easier to watch the the sec this week i, I mean game wise it's probably easier but talent wise it's probably not as easy because the slate of games are not that great um i mean i it all depends on old miss i've said it before i'm gonna say it again i want to say it again bo nix is a bum he's through five tds all year four interceptions 869 yards. That's Garantano numbers. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I, I'm i going to put it out there. I'm going to say Ole Miss wins. I think Ole Miss wins big, 35-14. Hottie, toddy, gosh almighty. I chose Ole Miss as well, and I did 35, but I did uh, Auburn to, to get up to 24. I thought you were about to say two, like a safety. I was like, oh, that could happen too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it happen. You know, <laughs> Kentucky a couple weeks ago held to two. Uh, the 3.30 CBS game of the, of the week um, goes to number two Alabama at 
University of Tennessee. Mm. This one, you know, last year, last year, this this game, of course, was was held down in Tuscaloosa and was a close game up until the Rogue One, or in this case, uh, jersey number two, Rogue Two, decided to make his own decisions and created a 14-point swing. This year, I think, um, I don't know, it, it, it's all going to depend on how they come out of the gate and what mindset they're, they're building in right now. As it sits of what we've seen over the last two weeks, being conservative on what Alabama will, will do, um, I'm going to go 45-9. Tennessee not scoring a touchdown. I could see that happening. It's going to be a bloodbath in Knoxville. I hate to say it. Um, I love the University of Tennessee. I have my entire life. But it's going to be a bloodbath. They they say if you have more than one quarterback, you don't have a quarterback at all. And right now it's not looking good for the volunteers. I don't see of us any way of keeping up. Jones is the real deal. And when Nick Saban has the real deal, he's hard to stop. I mean, as of right now in the season, he's got uh, 1,518 yards, 12 touchdown passes. Uh, That's pretty good. He's averaging 13.2 yards per pass. So he's throwing bombs. He can throw a dime deep. Garantano can't find a dime in his pocket. So it's a bloodbath. I'm going to go higher. It's going to be – I think that we're going to get maybe a garbage time touchdown, but I'm saying 52 to 7, the tide rolls. They are definitely going to have the have the foot on the gas the entire time uh, and not let it get as close as it did last year. The 4 o'clock game goes to Kentucky at Missouri. Hey, after seeing the way that Kentucky, that's on SEC Network, by the way, after seeing how Kentucky has performed the last two weeks defensively, you know, not much on offense last week, Tennessee's defense, uh, did their job, which again amazes me. Why you would go after the defensive line coach? I think that was just a fire of convenience. He's the fall the, guy. Uh, he he was he was the fall guy, the newest guy on on the roster. You know, just brought in in January. Not much time with the team due to all the COVID issues. But the Wildcats, you know, you, you got to hand it to them. They they haven't looked uh, quite as a uh, non-football basketball team that they are over the past <laughs> couple of weeks. And I, I'm i going to take them over Missouri. I really am. I I've, I think they're it'll be a close match somewhere that 28-21 of Kentucky. So if I'm looking at the averages right now, uh, up to this point in four ball games, Kentucky's averaging 28 points a game and Missouri's averaging 25. Um now points get points allowed. Missouri's allowing thirty eight to Kentucky's twenty. So that's going to be the big difference. But I think twenty eight twenty one. I told you I had it. Well, I I don't even. How do you say this guy's name? Baz Bazlat. Baz, I can't even say his Bazlat. Yeah, Connor. You you say Connor. Connor got you. <laughs> I I think he's shown a couple glimmers of hope. Uh, when he was in the LSU game, he played very well. I thought. Um, I'm going against what you say here because one, I think Missouri, and like I said, it's just middle of the pack SEC flip a coin. Um, Missouri started, you know that that LSU win 
move them forward on in the season. They had last week off due to the COVID uh, thing in Vandy. Once that would have been a stinker anyway. Um, I got Missouri winning, and I've got them winning 28-14. And so it, it basically it's going to come down to uh, the key turnover on deciding this game um, or or two, you know. I agree. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good one. It may even be a better one to watch than the Alabama Tennessee game. Well, unless you, I mean, if you just want to see touchdown bombs all day, watch the Alabama game. But if you want to watch maybe some competitive football, you you, you watch Alabama and Tennessee at three thirty, and at four you go ahead and turn it over. No, you might do that at three five. Alabama's already up by 14. You go ahead and swap it to the SEC network. Yeah. Oh. I personally think the next game is going to be the best of the night. South Carolina, the 7 p.m. game. South Carolina down in the Baton Rouge. And this is the ESPN game of the evening. You go ahead and start. you've, You've got the news on that one. So I, I have my source that's dying there in the bayou in Louisiana says that LSU has not started a freshman quarterback since 2014. The reason I bring that up is because the word on the street is that Brennan is out. He's still got a, he's got an injury from when he got hit at the one-yard line against Texas A&M. His gumbo got cooked by Texas A&M. Yeah, that, that's about right. And they say, like I said, word on the street, I'm breaking news, maybe hit the bell here, that Max Johnson is going to start. He's a freshman. His dad played at LSU, won the Sugar Bowl. So that's just the word on the street. That's that's the big deal. If Brennan does not start because he, I feel like, carries that offense because the defense is awful in LSU this year I I think it's going to be a good game I think LSU is kind of backpedaling one and two right now South Carolina's two and two I'm going to give it up to the Gamecocks I think they're going to win this game I think they're going to win it close when I say close 28-21 Gamecocks 28-21 yeah being if if your source is correct and Brennan is out, uh, I, then I'm I'm going to go with you on that. Carolina's going to, you know, LSU had to sit uh, last week and think about all the problems that they're having. South Carolina got motivated and and took away a quality win. Uh, I agree with you. I'm I'm going to go South Carolina as well, and I you know I even like your score. Um, I, I'm going to give a no, I like your score. I, I like that a lot. I, I think that's, I'm going to roll with you on that. I agree with you 100%. It is crazy to think that we are 25 minutes into a show, and not only have we hit last week, which there, other than there being tons of upsets, the week of interceptions, for some reason, multiple games with insane amount of interceptions, and then with... Week five of the SEC, week eight college football, only having four SEC games playing. We've pretty much touched it. <laughs> we've we've gone through everything quite ra- uh, quite rapidly. So what we've come to a conclusion is that we don't need Luke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'm just Luke, miss, Luke, miss you, brother. Miss you on this. Uh, like I said, what with, happened with, when we record after uh, <laughs> when, when Florida's not playing, Luke is, uh, he's taking his bye week. But no, I mean, that's there's not a lot to touch on. Like I said, I don't think the slate of games is that great. I don't think the talent that's getting trotted out there is great besides Alabama. And you can maybe throw LSU in there just with the quarterback play. But other than that, I mean, if you had to – the only the only thing this weekend's missing is Vanderbilt, if you know what I'm saying. So, I I, I just don't think it's a great week. Um, I really hope that Tennessee at least gives uh, – shows a respectable game. I don't expect them to, but I also didn't expect them to get routed by the University of Kentucky either. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. It blows me away that I've been – given the SEC chant, we all know the SEC chant, since preseason, saying this is the season, this is the season, this is the one where we come out, we all look good, and yes, teams are looking good, teams, you know, here and there are showing some incredible plays, the inconsistencies of not practicing uh, together as a unit throughout all of spring training, summer camps, and fall camps, have definitely shown and strength of schedule again has definitely definitely shown uh when you don't open up with the the marshals and the georgia techs and the you know some of these others when you don't open up with these things to start your conference play three and oh you know it, it it looks worse than what it is all everyone out there whom is not an Alabama fan, who is not a Georgia fan. I, I, I hate to say it for the defending national championships uh, or championship team, the, the LSU Tigers. Sitting here with this many unranked teams and all of them only because they all have two losses. But it's not a loss to some random Florida team or some you know some other random Big 12 or ACC team it is a loss to which the year debates of the quality of the opponent and the SEC has the toughest opponents week in and week out I, I will continue to say it and until I go to the grave so it's not as bad as it looks and I think we will see some sorting out here um starting week six as these teams are catching their bye weeks and catching a breath and being able to work a little bit more and you know on the on the Saturday instead of playing they're able to go out and scrimmage and get to you know fit their linemen in better and and work with new quarterbacks in the case of Tennessee and really get their their group momentum together their and their locker room positivity going i think we see uh some better play uh or some more consistent play out of each one of these now unranked teams no i mean i could see that happening but speaking of georgia tech all the tennessee fans out there need to say a little prayer that that we don't get clemson this weekend 73 to 7 that makes me feel even worse about last year's loss so, like I said, just say a little prayer. Say that that Nick Saban has a little more pity than Dabo Sweeney does, because we all know Dabo's kind of a 
he he just doesn't seem like a real good dude. But yeah, let's just hope that Alabama don't hang seventy three on Tennessee. Um, I I also think that we do have the best all around talent in the nation as a conference wise, um, minus Vanderbilt. But you know what can you say? I I will agree with you uh, to the day I die unless something drastically changes. The SEC by far has the best top to bottom conference in the nation in football. Um, and it's just a gauntlet of who – I mean, you're going to have some losses when you play nothing but SEC schools. It's just going to happen unless you're Alabama. Um, but that that kingdom will eventually crumble too. It always does. So I think uh, I think it's going to be a little sorting out too. Um, I think they'll start – I mean, you might see three or two or three SEC teams at 500 this year. So, I mean, I think it's just going to be competitive all year. Middle of the pack is going to be extremely competitive. The two teams have already sat at the top, have it under control pretty much. Florida might can ruin the party. But I, I think the rest of the year is still going to be pretty entertaining to watch. It's Of course it is. You look at all these teams sitting here at 500 now, how many of them, everyone except for Alabama and uh, and Georgia, they have to go out and find four wins to become bowl eligible. And they only have, with this week here, they have six weeks to do it. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's always been that way in the SEC, but this is definitely that that year that, truth be told, I mean, other, besides the money factor of what you get from these bowl games, if you don't make it to the SEC championship, does anybody really care? Uh, I don't think so. True. It's just going to be uh, really weird to not see the stack of SEC teams in bowl games. And, and, I mean, whoever wins the SEC championship this year is going to be the best SEC school in a long time because they played more oh, competitive games yes, than they normally do. So, I, I mean, it's going I've to be it, I've said it for years uh, uh, with Alabama. I've always said they need a tougher schedule. They need a tougher schedule. Well, you know, they've got one this year. And they're going to blow the doors off everybody. They've already proven that. Um, I mean, when do they play A and M? Have they already played A and M? Alabama's looked good in years, but uh, you know, year after year they look good. But yes, they that was their second game, by the way, uh, fifty-two okay. to twenty-four. So they don't. They're pretty much done for the year playing people competitive that that can actually have a chance to beat them. Uh, yeah, last week was probably you know they'll face LSU uh, in a couple weeks on. November I mean, I guess 14th. the Iron Bowl. I guess the Iron Bowl is always a toss-up, but not not really. That'll be right after their bye week. They'll have a bye, and then they'll play LSU. Um, then they do Kentucky, Auburn, and uh, Arkansas is who they finish out with on December the 5th. So Alabama, of course, has looked really good over the years, but, man, don't you just think they look better since they got Butch Jones? <laughs> Screw that guy. He needs a brick by brick I, through his window. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Let me hit one little thing for you, Alabama fans, because you deserve it. Four and zero, looking great. CBS game of last week, uh, or I'm sorry, of this of this week, uh, the ESPN fantastic game last week. Passing yards, he's already mentioned. Mac Jones with 15, 18. Najee Harris one shy of 500 yards on the year with 83 carries, 11 touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, 557 receiving yards out of 25 receptions and four touchdowns. Amazing team. You guys deserve to go all the way. And 
you know, what I do not want to happen. You know, they're, they're, they're going to go, they're going to be number one in the play or in my mind, number one in the college football playoffs, just because of the, the strength of schedule versus Clemson's strength of schedule. And hopefully they're not banged up or, or injured from such a tough season. And they light it up in the playoffs and, and in the national championship game. Jalen Waddle's a bad man, a bad man. Listeners, we do appreciate you tuning in for a, another great week of SEC Fan Talk. Remember to follow us if you're not already. Remember to follow us on Twitter at SEC Fan Talk. Same for Facebook. Sign up to be a guest host. Uh, weeks like this right here where it's Florida slash Luke's bye week. Uh, <laughs> be great to have on someone on here to sign up. Hey, just private message us on one of those applications or go straight to secfantalk.com and sign up at the bottom of the page. For myself, Brandon Bird, for Mr. Absentee Ballot Vote, Luke Alsop, and for my co-host here, Mr. Brad Rush. Peace up. We want to thank down. you. <laughs> we want to thank you for tuning in. It just means more. <laughs>